What a privilege to be in the house of the Lord with the Lord's people, the Lord's word, the Lord's spirit, the Lord's presence, and to have his candlestick with us. What a blessed privilege. He's left his temple on earth for us to enter into his courts with praise and into his gates with thanksgiving. And here we are. Turning your Bibles, please, to Psalm 126. Psalm 126. This psalm is after God returned the Jews from Babylon. Psalm 126. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. And amen. The psalm has two equal parts. You should be able to look at it and see six verses. Divide it in half between verses 3 and 4. Because verse 1 begins with turned again the captivity. Verse 4 begins with turn again our captivity. The first part is the overturning captivity of Babylon and being delivered from that great city. The second part is prayer for prosperity after deliverance. Because the two of them are separate. Once they were delivered from Babylon and Cyrus said, you may go home. They had a 900 mile trek to make it back to Judah and their farms were 70 years ruined. And they have a little tiny bit of seed. It's called bearing precious seed. A precious metal is one that's very rare in the earth. It's not a base metal, which is all over the place and you can sweep it up in the streets. Precious means very rare in just a little bit. Verse 1 tells us that they were released from the hopeless situation in Babylon and it was like a dream. If we were to actually consider what we've been delivered from, it is like a dream that we have been saved from the hell and eternal torment that we deserve and that we have been saved to own and rule and enjoy the universe and everything else in between, that we are the sons of God, it's a dream. It's a dream. Verse 2, the response of them was total happiness and joy with laughter and praise and thanksgiving because the great city of Babylon that couldn't be overthrown, as a queen, she said, I shall sit forever and rule the earth, had been overthrown in one good night. Verse 2, again, the heathen nations recognize the tremendous event as I showed you last Sunday from Isaiah 45 and as Isaiah prophesied in other places as well. The heathen nations wondered at why the despicable Jews were given such a credit card, an expense account, to go back to Jerusalem and to rebuild. The nations, because it didn't happen to them. Verse 3, the Jews' view of the event also recognized his great work, but it was personal to them, so they would say, the Lord hath done great things for us. Because the heathen had to say, 
the Lord hath done great things for them. And that's all the difference in the world. That's the doctrine of election. Now, verse 4, turn again our captivity. Now, wait a minute. Verse 1, when the Lord turned again the captivity. The captivity has been turned, and they are rejoicing. What are they doing in verse 4 by praying for what's already been done? Because they're praying for stage 2. They're praying for stage 2. We have been saved from hell, and we can't add to that or take away from it today. We've been saved to an everlasting inheritance, and we can't add to it or take away from it today. But there is something else that we can seek today, and we can go forth bearing precious seed, and that's our prayers, our singing, and our praying today that we might experience the prosperity of salvation. The prosperity of salvation now in this world. Verse 4 is a prayer. Turn again our captivity, O Lord. You started it by freeing us from Babylon and getting us back here. But now we've got to go build our farms up to survive, succeed, and prosper, and have feasts like we used to have. And we've only got a little bit of seed. Do you know how intimidating and hopeless it was and why they were weeping, though released? It's beautiful. It's a beautiful psalm. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. There weren't streams in the south of Judah unless you went farther south. And then you got to the seven streams, and they weren't streams. The seven rivers of the Nile with the most fertile delta on earth. The highest yield on earth with the seven streams of the Nile. Lord, you've delivered us from Babylon but turn our captivity further and give us prosperity like the streams down there in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. They went forth with that precious seed, but they had prayed. If you'll pray, and if you prepared, and if you want today to be a great day, it can be, it will be a great day for you. And though you go forth sowing in tears, I wish I was happier. I, I seem so dry in my soul. Well, prophesy to your dry bones right. with the word of God. Put some sinews and flesh on them. Come on, brethren. This is what we're here for today. To stir ourselves up in the second stage of God's deliverance. Hell is taken care of. Our names are in the book of life. But are you full of joy? Are you full of peace? Are you full of excitement? They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. There's the promise of those that pray. Verse 6, He that goeth forth and weepeth, looking at the disaster of his farm, and he's dropping precious seed, what does it say? Shall possibly come, shall doubtless come. Doubtless come. Shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. He's doing this. Dropping seeds. He's going to come back like this. And can you see us passing each other, running from the field to the wagon as we go by each other, and the light in our eyes and the smile on our face? Look at this. We're rich. Enough about Jews of Judah and God blessing in two stages of deliverance. God has already saved you from much, much more than Babylon. He has saved you from sin, death, the devil, and hell. Are you praying and sowing your precious seed for spiritual prosperity, for rejoicing? I'm not talking about an offering. 
You know, Benny Hinn would use this for an offering. I'm talking about today, are you sowing prayer and are you going to sing like you want the Lord to honor you and reward you? There is so much more than intellectual knowledge of salvation and going through the motions. This morning we should seek God's face with tears of desire, but we should invest our souls in these two assemblies. Are you with me? I just gave you the interpretation, but now I'm giving you an application. We've been saved from hell. Our names are in the book of life. But let us invest in our singing and in the praying and in our participation and ask God to bless us with joy and prosperity as he has intended. Okay, quickly turn to Romans 5. Romans 5 to see that this is what we should aim for. Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. I have taught you these things. Verse 1, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That is stage 1. That is verses 1 through 3 of Psalm 126. Verse 2, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. That's stage 2, verses 4 through 6 of Psalm 126. Thank you. Father, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, all the way down to the end of this chapter is about the superiority of the new covenant of Jesus Christ over the old covenant of Moses, the one of spirit versus the one written in stones. But it gets down to verse 18, but we all with open face, beholding as in a glass, We all with open face. That means there is no veil over us Christians like there was a veil put over the Jews' face. Because Moses had to put a veil over his face when he came down from Mount Sinai, which was a picture of the veil that God would put over the Jews' face, which is referenced in this chapter, and I do not have time to take you to it and explain it to you. But we all, as Christians and Gentiles, with an open face, there's no veil to hinder our view, beholding as in a glass, a perfect mirror, every detail visible, the glory of the Lord. We see the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. The Holy Spirit of God is to change us to be more and more and more from glory to glory to glory to glory to be like the glorious image of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the second stage of salvation. It is not phases. Forget phases. I'm not talking about doctrine right now. I'm talking about the practical living the life in Christ that we have offered to us in the New Testament, by whom also we have access into this grace wherein we stand right now. Okay, I'm a little bit relieved. I'm a little bit relieved. I grew up learning, knowing a little chorus called Bringing in the Sheaves. And Sherry and I haven't sung that in 50 years. But the memory, I'm telling you, when you teach your children something, and I was taught a little... Anybody else in here ever sing, we, we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves? <laughs> Sherry and I are going around the house this morning, bringing in the sheaves. Now, I went and looked up that song and looked up all the verses of it, and the author didn't know what he was talking about, but it was a nice try. The chorus was great. Because, brethren, 
It is a choice right now for you and for me. Let's rejoice, invest our precious seed. We're not talking about grain. We are talking about prayer and desire and seeking the Lord and let him come to us. Doubtless, we shall come rejoicing. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Father in heaven, all honor and glory belongs to thee forever. We thank thee, Holy Father, for the tremendous psalm that we have before us. But we thank thee more than that for the better promises and the better offerings and the greater blessings and the higher prosperity that we're able to read about in the New Testament whereby the Lord Jesus Christ were able to stand in this present grace and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We're not looking for a crop in the field. We're looking for a crop in our souls. We're looking for a crop in this church. And may we reap a harvest today of happiness and laughter filling our mouths with all that you have done for us and are presently doing for us. Holy Father, forgive us forever settling for an intellectual assent or understanding of the doctrine of the Bible and missing the person of the Bible, the Lord Jesus Christ. For we are able to see his glory in detail because of your blessing of the New Testament. And now help us by the power of the Holy Spirit to advance from one level of glory to another level of glory as we approach conforming our lives, our souls, our thoughts, our passions to Jesus Christ himself. Forgive us where we have slighted and neglected these offerings and blessings. Now be with us today, Heavenly Father. We're going to invest our precious seed. Please water it every moment. And please protect it night and day. And resurrect us. And let the earth cast us out. That there might be a resurrection. Because we have heard the apostles' order. Awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead. And Christ shall give thee light. Give us light, Heavenly Father. Give us light, and we shall use it to glorify thee and to glorify thy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's in his glorious name we pray. Amen.